Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Runaway. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We have a great show for you today. We have two very, very special guests for you. So what's the show going to be about today? Let me get to that firsthand, and when, then we'll go ahead and get busy. Folks, we have Benjamin Dixon is with us once again to discuss infrastructure, voting, and more. Neil Aquino is fighting for democracy. He ran out there to Austin, and he brought us some video from Austin on what he's doing to help make sure those politicians know we are not going to accept them taking our voting rights away. Then we have, of course... A one of the officers, a statement from one of the officers who made the most prescient statement at the uh, select committee hearings today. You are going to want to hear that. We'll play that at the near the end of the program. And if we have time, we have a special pastor, a pastor who thinks that the COVID variant, the Delta variant, is no problem. It's a fake. It's what those left wingers want to do to you. So we have a whole lot of that to talk to you about. So folks, stay with us. Try to stay with the whole programs. If you're just joining us, share, share, share. That is how we make sure that we get truth out. Share, 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 share. Share. So thank you so kindly for being here, brothers and sisters. Hello, Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard. Nanette Bird-Smith. Welcome aboard. TJ, the who believes that Trump won. Welcome aboard. Uh, Paul Fleming from ATL checking in. Alicia. Hi, y'all. Dimitri OG. Greetings and salutations. Uh, we also have Mary Wood. Hello, everyone from Long Beach, California. Welcome aboard. And we have El Senor Michael Rudnan with his initial report. Three million people have died of COVID since rich nations began obstructing vaccine patent waivers. There have been an estimated 4.2 million COVID deaths around the world since the pandemic started. Three of those four millions came after the first vaccine started development nine months ago. Uh, there has been 7 million to 13 million excess deaths worldwide during the pandemic, of course. That 4.2 million COVID deaths are the proven cases due to lack of available hospitalization. The real number could be much higher. Just India alone probably would double that number because you know how the deaths are reported there. Michael Rendon also says Department of Veteran Affairs to mandate vaccinations for healthcare workers in federal agencies first. George Washington mandated vaccines for the troops. This isn't the first, though I get what they're trying to say. Again, like I said, it's a, cho- it's a matter of choice for real. You choose not to take the vaccine, just be able to choose not to be around folks who don't want to be around those people who they believe will con- con- uh, uh, infect them. Josh Hawley's Love America Act is all about protecting racism. So the Republican plan to falsely demonstrate that your na- our nation wasn't founded on racist ideals is to have students read the Constitution. I'm guessing three-fifths will find a flaw in this plan. You know, these guys, it's just amazing how they, they don't think straight. I mean, read the, con- uh, look, yeah, read the Constitution to prove that it's not racist. Read the Constitution to prove that it's not classist. Read the Constitution to prove that it's not sexist. Read the Constitution. Anybody who reads the Constitution will realize immediately it only stood for 5% of the population of America on that time. So, you know, Josh Hawley, if I'm not mistaken, went to an Ivy League school. That he thinks so little. I mean, so he knows this. Let's get this right. He knows it. 
He knows that anybody who objectively reads the Constitution is going to read a document that was not made for most. It's not a question of mine. It's in the language. It's in the words. It's in the words. They will find a flaw in this plan. When students read the 15th and 19th Amendments, they'll realize that before their passage, only white men had voting rights. When teachers explain this in context, it's, it'll be as if they're teaching critical race theory to students at an early age. I think I can explain to Republicans, error, American conservatives have the same view of the Constitution that they do of the Bible because they haven't read either while thumping both. Again, it's amazing. Read the Constitution. The Constitution tells you all you need to know. The fact that the, the, 19th, the 15th and 19th Amendment did not come. And I can't remember what each of those are for. I know what the amendments are, but I don't remember the numbers specifically. But the fact that they came after the Constitution had been implemented just tells you on what principles the Constitution were founded on in the first place. Thank you, Michael, for being Bringing that. Bo of the fifth column has good follow-up for after show saying, you want people to love America? Give them America worth loving. I love that phrase. I love that phrase. Let's see all newcomers before we get busy. Parabed. And Eric Hayes says, on local level, have government telling people something different than what is fact in reports and appearance? Um, again, uh, I'll read that later on. Eric Hayes, let's see. Lauder Basin, another flood mitigation project that doesn't exist according to some. Okay, I think that's local. Uh, replying to Rudnin, I'll leave that alone. Egberto, take a look at my pictures again. Okay, I'll take a look at your pictures again. Did you send me some new pictures? I'll take a look. Let me know. Eric, question, why would there be such a high level of confidence in the vaccines and still have mixed signals of required mass mandates and no FDA approval of it yet? You know what, what surprises me? Uh, we, gives you all, we give you all the stats, right? But because you are listening to people who continuously want to create havoc with respect to the vaccine, you can't take the facts. The, the simple fact is this. Of the people who get sick, 99% of them are not vaccinated. Between 90 and 99% are not vaccinated. Punto y final. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. To try to convolute something into a right-wing modal. So look, don't wear masks if you don't want. Just don't be around me or anybody else who, who wear masks or are doing the responsible thing. You know, I, I'm going, I wanted to play a part, but I didn't have enough time to process it. Where these reporters are asking Jen Psaki the most stupid question, and you know I don't like to use the word stupid, but in these cases, since we're talking about reporters, I'll use it that way. Look, if we, if, first of all, We've gotten the virus is mutating. Why is the virus mutating? Because you folks don't want to take the vaccine that ultimately kills the virus so that if there's no virus, there can be no mutation. If there's no virus, there can be no mutation. If you take the vaccines, we'll kill off the virus, we'll stop the mutations. Why are you telling us to wear masks now? Because you've allowed the virus to mutate. Why did the virus mutate? Because you didn't take the vaccine. Because you didn't wear the mask to cause it to die out. You guys are unbelievably... Look, people, a lot of times we tell our kids grow up. I'm going to tell the anti-vaxxers. I'm going to tell the people who continuously don't want to wear masks and don't want to do all these things. Grow up or stay away from the responsible people. 
If you want to kill yourself, it is your choice. It really is. I love you. I feel for you. I really do. But I don't want to be around you. I'm going to constantly beg all the people I love, everybody, please take the vaccine. Please slow this down, but please don't kill us. Please don't encourage killing us. If you, if you have objections to the vaccines, if you just think it's just not good enough for you, while you take aspirin, you know what aspirin does to your kidneys? Do you know what Advil does to your kidneys? Do you know what all these other vaccines or these other things that you take over the counter do to you? A lot. But you take it. But if you don't want the vaccine, don't. But stay away. And, and, you know, and the good thing about it is if you don't want the vaccine and you stay away from those of us that are vaccinated and those of us that want to live a good life, those of you who are going to get the disease and die will, cre- will constantly create a lower, lower amount of people that are doing things that are not smart. I hate to say it that way. I still love you. I try to keep you from killing yourself, but I have to ask you to please not kill us. Please don't kill us along with your willful ignorance. And that's what it is. You are willfully trying to adopt a right-wing stance because of an objectionability to the left. Please kill yourself on your own. Don't kill us with you. It's that simple. Today, Empty Wheel reports like all his conspirators, Donald Trump would be charged. Exactly. 15th Amendment ensured voting black men. Exactly. 19th Amendment ensured voting for women. Thank you, brother, for reminding me the specific numbers. You know, I I know them, but, you know, I can't remember everything all the time. Maywood, no, but keep calling Mary and referring to me as a woman. No, 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 no. Maywood, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am sorry, I am sorry, I am sorry. May Wood. All right, Eric Hayes. This is uh, the problem. You can't invalidate someone and tell them to, because I say so, no, this is American, you should discuss rash. No, again, we have been as rational as we can. 99% of people who are vaccinated are fine. 99% of the people who go into the hospitals are unvaxxed people. What more can we say? You're killing us. With the willful ignorance, you're killing us. And the ignorance is willful because we're giving you the numbers that you can validate yourself. But if you choose to use the the, the terminology, if you choose to use what the right wing is telling you, I can't help that you're gullible. I can't help that. I hope you were gullible to what I was saying, even though I ask everybody to please fact check me. Okay, let's continue. Uh, continuing, Lee Grant, the founders were wise men who were ignorant with the ignorance of their time. The country was not based on racism, but I know how important. No, the country was based on racism. Racism was necessary for the country to function. Slavery was a part of the economic system that made us great. Without slavery, we would not have grown as fast as we did. It was founded on racism, and that is why we spent so much time on things like three-fifths of a person and all of that. The three-fifths was because the South wanted, slaves counted. Look, let's just be honest. We are a country founded on slavery, on racism, on, 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 on uh, what do you call it, on genocide. The West was opened up using genocide. Please, we don't have to discuss this. 
the history is there for, and that's the reason why no one wants to talk critical history. We want sanitized history. No. America was founded on racism and genocide. The West was opened up via genocide. The Black Mountains. Please, let's not try to sugarcoat it. We've gotten better. Maywood, white males got the vote from the states during the Jackson administration. Let's see what else we got here. All right, let's go ahead and I, I want you guys to listen to this. Uh, this officer, Officer Larry Dunn, I mean, he had likely one of the best statements and the best request to this particular commission. The select committee hearing, I want you to listen to what he had to say because it is prescient and it's something that I want you to put internalize what he had to say. Check this out. There's been a sentiment that's going around that says everybody's trying to make January 6th political. Well, it's not a secret that it was political. They literally were there to stop the steal. So when people say it shouldn't be political, it is. It was and it is. There's no getting around that. Telling the truth shouldn't be hard. Fighting for fighting on January 6th, that was hard. Showing up January 7th, that was hard. The 8th, the 9th, the 10th, all the way till today, that was hard. When the fence came down, that was hard. When he lost our a layer of protection that we had and the fence came down and still nothing has changed. Everything is different, but nothing has changed. Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are being lauded as courageous heroes. And while I agree with that notion, why? Because they told the truth? Why is telling the truth hard? I guess in this America, it is. Us four officers, we would do January 6th all over again. We wouldn't stay home because we knew it was going to happen. We would show up. That's courageous. That's heroic. So what I ask from you all is to get to the bottom of what happened. And that includes, like, I echo the sentiments of all of the other officers sitting here. I use an analogy to describe what I want is a hitman. If a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, but the person who hired them does. There was an attack carried out on January 6th and a hitman sent them. I want you to get to the bottom of that. The officer is asking, he far, I mean, first of all, he said, why is telling the truth Something heroic. Yes, Kinsinger and Cheney are heroes within the system because so many fear the Republican Party going against the Republican Party that has that has so co has so adapted Trump Trumpism that going against that could be dangerous. So yes, it's heroic what Cheney and what Kinsinger did. Yes, it is. But what those officers did was even more heroic. And that's what he wanted to get out. But more importantly, 
More importantly, he asked the question, when a hitman is caught, the hitman goes to jail. But also the person who has hired the hitman should be in jail. Donald Trump, the person, the, the person who hired the hit people should be in jail for life. He attempted a coup on the United States in the name of many people that he's leaving to, to, to dry out in jail. That is what the former president of the United States has left. He's a hit person, the hit man who hired those folks who attempted a coup, terrorists who attempted a coup on the United States of America, who got several officers killed directly or indirectly, who got some of their own killed directly or indirectly. What that officer said is absolutely on point. On point. Now, let's go ahead and listen to Benjamin Dixon, and then we'll be right back, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. We are lucky once again to have the one and only Ben Dixon. Ben Dixon is a creative director of East and 42nd, host of Like It or Not with Benjamin Dixon. He is a journalist that unearthed the audio clips of presidential candidate and former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg advocating controversial stop and frisk policies. So he knows what he's talking about. He has written for The Guardian. He sometimes appears on the Majority Report with Sam Cedar and on several other networks, MSNBC, CNN, etc., 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 Senor Dixon, welcome to Politics Done Right once again. How are you doing today, my friend? Man, I'm doing great after that introduction. My goodness. <laughs> well, I you mean, it, it's do you, my friend. It's do oh, you. Man. You know, I was listening to your program this morning and it was like, I always, you know, I, I always get my spirits up whenever I listen to uh, Like It or Not. So I encourage everybody to make sure to check out the Ben Dixon show, Like Thank It you, or man. Not, every <laughs> single morning at you know what? I usually check in about 8 Central. What time is the official time that it starts? We start at 8 Eastern. Um, we start with On the Clock with Georgia Fort, and then we roll right into the Benjamin Dixon Show, and then we roll right into Like It or Not with Rebecca Azor. Okay, great. Because I usually check in at 8 o'clock. Like, I mean, my time, which is 9 o'clock your time. So I guess okay. I reach to the, to the Like It or Not time or yeah. something like that. Yeah, we're, we're streaming... I mean, it's the best place to be on YouTube at that time in the morning. Absolutely. There's absolutely no doubt. Let me tell you, I do it. So, hey, come on, man. It, it, it is great. Oh, man, I appreciate that. That, that means a lot to me. Well, to I mean, because, like you, I man. said, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's informative, but more than anything else, also, it's not stuffy. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we, we have to find that place. Um, we have to take back the narrative of of our enjoyment, of our joy. Yes. You know, talking about politics weighs you down and they've kind of separated the power of our joy from our power of our politics. And so that's why we want our place on every morning to be a place of joy while we handle some, some business, while we take people out to the woodshed, as bro Mac would say. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I'm learning that from you guys because I've, I've tried to lighten up some, you know, lighten up some, et cetera. Yes, I'm, you know, you know what they say, uh, what is that word that they say? Uh, something about is the best form of flattery. What is it again? Oh, um, 
Brotherhood. Yes, okay. We'll call <laughs> it whatever the best the form. We'll call it. Anyhow, flatter. let me tell you what I wanted to talk to you about. Because, you know, right now we're going through all this, the issues now with, should we have the filibuster? What's going to happen with the, uh, with the, uh, this infrastructure program? Should we have a by, by, uh, bipartisan structure? All of this kind of crap that we're talking about. I want to hear your thoughts. First of all, should we have a filibuster? No. Um, It is merely a veneer of statesmanship. (laughs) That's all. Mm -hmm. It gives them the appearance of um, dignity Mm -hmm. as if they are the respected institution that the Senate, that you would expect the Senate of the greatest empire in the history of the world to be. They are not that. But they cling to this thing called the filibuster in hopes of carrying that veneer. Um, At the end of the day, it has served only one purpose, and then that is to slow down and impede progress in this country. You know, I've been thinking really deeply about this, Ben, and I want to pass this to you and get your your impression of this, okay? Um, There are Democrats, there are Republicans. And they're in, on, on the Democratic aisle, you have centrist Democrats, moderate Democrats, you have left Democrats. Right. I generally consider myself a very left Democrat. You also have moderate Republicans, you also have uh, right-wingers, and you have you know, just regular, very conservative Republicans. Right. My contention is that there is not a lot of difference with a particular sect within the Democratic Party and the Republican Party that are, in fact, corporatists and in order to maintain that structure as we, as a country as the, as the people in the country are moving left if you take a look at the polls at all the things that they want the country is really moving left in the policies that they want these are not the policies that the plutocracy the big guys would want and therefore the filibuster makes yeah. on democracy tenable through that particular act. What's your thoughts? <sighs> well, you like to cut to the essential question, don't you? <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> because there it is, right? The truth is the filibuster is the perfect cudgel. The, not actually, no, the perfect foil. The perfect cover to have something to blame and say, oh, we can't possibly do this because we can't possibly get that level of bipartisanship on an issue that the majority of Americans want. But because it's convenient for the oligarchs, the the Michael Bloomberg's of the world. How you doing, Mike? Um, (laughs) It's convenient for them to be able to hide behind the veneer of the bad Republicans when the reality of it is, is that both parties are protecting the corporate interests in this country. You know, I I think that is that is important affirmation, because I, I think unless most Americans see that those that those that are still hoping that, you know, well, there's a reason for the filibuster, they'll get what's real. It's really not in their favor. And even some of those that think they support the filibuster, it really hurts most Americans. Doesn't it, though? But how many things have Republicans shown? Remember when when we knew for sure that Thomas Frank's Frank's book, What's the Matter with Kansas? Yes. Would wake up some Republicans to say, hey, Y'all have been voting against your own best interest. Now, let's not, notwithstanding the fact that we have the issues inside the Democratic Party, the corporate interests that are representative there, that are happy. Right. The Joe Manchin, the Kirsten Cinema, and the Joe Biden, who's happy to say, oh, we can't possibly get 60 votes on uh, a bill that would actually give us Medicare for all. Couldn't. 
Therefore, we don't try. And therefore, the corporate interests are protected in this country. It makes no sense. I mean, actually, though, that's why that's why I work grassroots and say that we what we have to do should always be working at the grassroots. Now, interestingly, uh, you brought up Medicare for all. Uh, you we just uh, this weekend we had in over 50 cities uh, a, a big hoopla, not hoopla, people protesting for Medicare for all. I think it was in about 50 cities around the country this weekend. I don't know if you're aware of that, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm more, let, let's assume you're not aware of it. Guess who, who else is not aware of it? Most Americans. I remember in the Tea Party days mm-hmm. when uh, 50 Tea Party folks go on the National Mall and ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, and everybody would be there with cameras and they'll give it not a wide angle shot, but a small angle shot and watching all the signs of these people. And, you know, it, it's big news. We had 50 cities on Medicare for all. And you know what was absent? Coverage. So, yeah. Um, it shows you that the narrative that this country is interested in forwarding is one that is a right-wing narrative. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, um, the reason they wouldn't cover these marches one of the reasons uh, would be because, well, we're going to have a fight against the healthcare industry like no one can imagine, right? I just want to be clear about that. Um, to get Medicare for all, we're going to have to take on the, the wealthiest elite who have made custom of watching people die as a matter of a profit margin, and you think they're going to be afraid of our marching. My thing is, is like we've got a war on our hands to get some basic humanity here in this country. And the front line um, on this Medicare for all battlefront are the health care institutions that have yet to even begin to spend the money necessary to bring this down as a movement. And you know what it is? And that, that's why I think it has to be grassroots, mass movement. And one that actually scares them. And, you know, it, it is interesting because I don't want to say this in the wrong way, but uh, the only time people start to make changes is when they actually believe that uh, their material wealth is going to be at stake. And that's mm-hmm. the only time that at, at some point that they do uh, something about it. So who knows? Uh, now, heading back to the infrastructure deal, should we really even be worried about uh, trying to get a uh, bipartisan infrastructure deal? Or is that a way for us to simply get less than we possibly could? Um, I'm going to follow your instinct on this one. <laughs> I, 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 think it's, um, I think it's a good way to, to run out the clock. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good way to run out the clock all the way to the next election so that we couldn't possibly have any conversation about Medicare for all um, because we're up in the election. Let me, let me actually back up because we, we framed this around Medicare for all. Yeah, we can't even get a consensus on our right to vote. <laughs> okay. That was where I was going next. But go I, need to, I need to bring this up a level here. Yes. Right. I know we started a conversation talking about Medicare for all, but we can't even get a consensus, a bipartisan consensus of 60 votes to, to overcome the filibuster in order to protect the voting rights of the very people who put the Democratic Party in power. Yeah, we got a war on our hands and I don't even think we realize the score because we can't get that much, let alone any type of policy that would actually move us into the future. You, you know what I found very interesting after, you know, after um, 
President Biden gave that speech on the vote, right? My first contention was he didn't say anything. He didn't say he was going to do absolutely anything. And I heard all the reporters about how strong the speech was, et cetera, et cetera. And my next question is, so what are you going to do? And how, and explain this to me, please, Ben. We were able to, uh, McConnell had no problems for the highest judge in this country, the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. to create a carve out for a Supreme Court judge. Isn't there some way to create a carve out for democracy? Well, the whole point is that they made it clear that democracy is negotiable for the Republican Party, for the, for, for the conservative movement. And the question of the day is, is democracy negotiable for the Democratic Party? Because they're the ones that have the majority in the Senate and the ability to pass this legislation if they just do away with the filibuster. Now, they need to let us know, did y'all really come to the dance with us or were y'all fooling us? Because if y'all been fooling us all this time, Democrats, and you're willing to watch democracy go down for the sake of protecting your financiers, then I think you guys got a much bigger problem on your hands than you think. You know, I was watching Roland Martin the other day, and Roland Martin, um, I sent out a tweet to him, giving him some kudos. He said, one of the issues with uh, what we're talking about voting rights is that right now it is a black and, uh, and brown, a people of color issue. And since it's framed as these particu this particular sect losing their voting rights, Yo. we're snowing the rest of the population because they may think that these policies negate the voting rights of folks, you know, of, of people of color. Mm. But in reality, it's much deeper than that. It's, it's, it's creating the structure to negate the rights of whomever they need to negate to pass particular policies when they need to do so. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I mean. In other words, it's easy, for, it's easy for them to not worry too much because it's people of color. Yeah. Because no. they don't make it known that it's these others that will be affected as well. Yeah, I, I guess my only hesitation is in the fact that you know we already understand that democracy is negotiable for them mm -hmm. so what are, what are the rights of a few black folks right what's that they marched up the steps of the capitol on january 6th in order to overthrow democracy because they were dissatisfied with the outcome of an election of a system that was built to benefit them no matter which party won and they felt the need to march up the steps and overthrow this democracy for that reason and here we are <laughs> And well, you know what, Doc, if they will, if they will overthrow our democracy for that cause, they will trample on any of our rights for the expediency of their political gain. So uh, where do you think this ends? Uh, what what do you think is going to be outcome of our first two years of supposedly democratic control mm. of the entire government? Are we going to get anything? I think and when I gonna... say we, I'm talking about progressives not necessarily just people of color progressives in in general no i don't think we're going to get anything i'm just be straight up with you we're not going to get anything and i didn't expect as much and um there's plenty of videos of me saying as much like the only thing i needed joe biden to not be was a fascist <laughs> that was the only expectation you had huh? quite literally i have i'm on the record the only thing i needed joe biden to not be was a fascist and i mean well, democracy is now negotiable, Democrats. That's why we need them to tell us who they really are. 
show us who you really are. Are you really the fascist that so many people like to say Democrats are secretly? Because if you can't secure our vote, <laughs> then no, you are part and parcel of a system that was sent here to oppress us through the illusion of democracy. And actually, it seems like that is where we're at right now, that they, they, they really don't want that to do. Uh, so what do we do, Ben? I mean, we have you. We have uh, people that are trying to speak truth. How effective can enough of us speaking truth be? I am still optimistic mm. in, in doing it. I, your thoughts? Oh, no. no. Um, like I said, um, we're people who are tired of overcoming, and it's time for us to lead. Um, I do mean that in terms of um, blackness, mm -hmm. because in so much as blackness has had to be revolutionary by just the sheer virtue of our existence, mm -hmm. we are revolutionary. Um, and so I think that there really is going to be an alliance that's going to catch folks off guard. That's going to be an alliance between the black community and the progressive community on our terms because we have a fight on our hands and the Democrats are not up to it. So that's what's next. Now, you know, I've been, I've been going over this back and forth. Does that mean a uh, new party or does that mean infiltration of the Democratic Party? Likely the only, you know, which one is it? Oh, no, that means the people who've already been doing the work all this time are now about to connect the dots and we're all about to, you know, the Voltron is getting ready. Listen, there are folks, while, while people have been talking about this work, there have been folks who have been doing the work mm -hmm. and they are in position. The squad didn't just get there for no reason. Exactly. Right? right. Nina Turner isn't getting ready to take this position for no reason. Let me, let's stop. Let me stop yeah. you right there. Uh, uh, you think she's going to do it? Oh, yeah. She's going to do it for sure. Okay. That's right. She should. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Have you had her on your show yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've tried not to bother her. You know, I try not to bother folks doing, you know, when, they're when they there, when they're doing it. Yeah, when I, they're I, doing their thing. Yes, you know? yeah. I had I'm her a couple of years on, and I just sent the thing. I tried to get her, but I, right now I think they really take. Oh yeah, she's around. running all over the place. But I did have the pleasure of uh, of catching up with her, um, and she is. Um, she's all I can real. Say is she's the most sincere. She's the most. She's one of the most sincere people I know out here. She's the real deal. She is real. I, I met her at the, the Bernie campaign in Arizona where we, we did some talking. And that's that's what everybody who, you know, th that is the reason why they have to place scorch earth on people like her right. and others, right. uh, others right. in the squad, because they connect with people. And that's why yeah. they're there. But anyhow, Ben, uh, we're coming up to close on time. So give me a closing statement as far as what you believe Numero uno, uh, we're with the Democratic Party. Where are we heading for in the next two years? And you brought up a new subject that I want you to kind of elaborate a little bit on as far as uh, this coalition that we're talking about of the doers. Uh, how soon do we oh, yeah. actually come into fruition? Yeah, no, I think we're walking in it now, man. I think that the people who have been working on these things because we really been meaning it, like, you know, you don't put your, your life on the line like Nina Turner is um, just for popularity. Mm -hmm. See, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, not to not to create a divide between black and white, but let's be sure about something. Politics for black people have been a matter of life and death. Right. There's never been a part of black politics that has been for fun. Right. Um, now on my show, we're learning how to have fun so that we don't just let you all see our anger. 
But if there's any group that should ever be seen as progressive by sheer virtue of our existence, it is the revolutionary spirit inside of black folks. And so from that perspective, we saved y'all in January with a special election. In November, with Donald Trump, we did the dirty work. Now it's time for y'all to put up or shut up and show us who the hell y'all really are. Are you with us or are you against us, Democrats? That's all. Absolutely, no doubt. Benjamin Dixon, creator, director of East and 42nd host of Like It or Not with Benjamin Dixon. Benjamin, Amen. like always. Hey, thanks. Let, thanks for letting me rant, man. I don't get to rant like that all the time. So no, <laughs> thanks. Hey, this is I, like I tell folks every time, this is your show. Anyway, thank you, my brother. Hey, you have a good on one. You, man. Take care. Thank you for being with us. Pleasure's mine. We, all right, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, let's see what we got here running down. I, I saw a few comments that I really wanted to hit right on so i'm gonna go let's oh but beforehand folks if you are on youtube support us support us click that join button and become a part of the pdr posse please click that join button become a part of the pdr posse and uh don't forget also consider getting our mug mug designed by bridge mcp one of the leaders in our pdr posse please go ahead and i'm going to put that link to the cup in the feed right now, if you want to go ahead and get that cup, there is the link to get the cup. Likewise, um, if you want to support us, uh, again, either give us a super chat on, on YouTube or you can as well go ahead and click that join button to become a official supporter via YouTube. But there are many ways, many ways to support us on uh, Patreon, YouTube, and all these other networks here. We only have one link to give you. Pro politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. Please choose whatever form that you would like to support this program. We cannot do it without you. We cannot do it without you. We can only spread the truth. We can only spread the truth. If we have you. Okay, let's go ahead and um, I tell you what, let me go ahead and play Aquino. Aquino is uh, doing some work out in the Capitol, making sure that these guys don't take over everything. So let's go ahead and uh, get Aquino in and then we'll take it on the other side. Let's see, where is Neil Aquino? Right there. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, we are here with Neil Aquino, who drove all the way from Houston, Texas to Austin to represent, to ensure that we are there representing, that we will not tolerate folks not allowing us to vote. Neil, how are you doing today? Tell us a little bit about what you did in Austin today. Well, I, I drove up. Am I audible to you? You can hear me? Yes, sir. Great. I drove up to Austin. I did so also last Monday. And um, I just have a sign uh, today. It says, uh, don't we won't let Texas Republicans steal our democracy. And uh, today I really just stood in the rotunda of the Capitol for two hours uh, with my sign right right under the dome. And uh, the people the people saw me and, and, and a lot of the people approved it. You know, it's it's important that uh, that we actually participate because what's happening right now is a lot of this stuff is occurring under the radar, Neil. A, a lot of people uh, say, you know, they, they don't realize what's going on because it's sort of just 
it, 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 it sort of just stays underneath, on the ground. Tell me why it is that you think it was necessary for you to make that trip. You did it by yourself. Why was it necessary for you to make that trip? I did it by myself. Um, I, I think it's important for each of us to show up for ourselves and for others. I think you can't, uh, you can't depend on a system that um, can't guarantee free elections anymore and that messed up the weather. You've got to show up for yourself. Um, you know, elections matter, and there's a moral difference between the two parties, but we have to show up for ourselves, and we have to make clear that we won't let democracy be taken from us, and I think a physical, a physical presence is really, really important, because I think we're going to have to, whatever tactics the right wants to introduce to our politics, we, we need to be ready for that, so I want to set that example. Well, Neil, you wrote a prescient message yesterday on your Facebook, uh, and I responded to that. I don't think you got a, a chance to see it before, but I, I want to read what you said, because what you said is prescient. You said, tomorrow, Monday, 726, I am going to drive from Houston to the state capitol in Austin. I did this last Monday as well. I want to make clear my view we must show up for ourselves to protect democracy. The democracy suppression bill and the so-called critical race bill, which erases history, both up for passage in Austin is are intolerable. I am going to Austin with a sign saying, we don't let Republicans steal democracy. I'll stand in the rotunda of the Capitol for 90 minutes or so with my sign. Many states attack democracy. The federal government can't, won't act. City police direct military scale operations at large protests for change. The weather is screwy. How is this a viable way to have hope? There has to be a mass movement that can't be policed off streets or some other avenue of hope. In the right. is the link for the upcoming march called by Reverend Barbara Plan for this week ahead. Please attend if you can. Our freedom is up to each of us. Neil, those were prescient words. Tell us a little bit about the uh, Barbara March. Right. Well, the Barber March, and I'm not, I'm not directly connected to it, but it, it runs Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe, um, from Georgetown, uh, Texas, uh, which is, I think, 28 miles out of the Capitol. And I encourage, if you're not, um, I encourage people to find the link, uh, Reverend Barber, B-A-R-B-E-R, and um, he's been with the Poor People's Campaign. They do have some COVID restrictions. And I am hopeful that the final march on Saturday here at the Capitol, which I'm hoping, hoping to be here, is going to be big. Um, so this, this march to me has seemed like the biggest thing so far. A lot of the old groups we're familiar with, um, you know, they seem to be afraid of mass participation. They, um, you know, they have people on staff. They, need, they, they, they seem to be afraid of the public. And uh, we need to show up ourselves um, and, and create our own infrastructure. And in the end, we're going to have have to show that we whatever the right intends because when you like with the critical race bill when you start erasing people's history that's almost worse than the voter suppression because you're erasing not just the, the hope of the future you're erasing the past and and that is a path to some genocidal thoughts and to some terrible thoughts Absolutely. So, uh, so I, I'll, I'll try to be out there on Saturday as well. I think it's going to be at the Capitol. It starts in Georgetown, 20-something yeah. miles away from the Capitol. Now, Lee, I mean, uh, Neil, let me ask you one last question. Uh, yeah. I want you to tell Texans, 
I mean, first of all, I want everybody to understand N95 masks work, even helping prevent right. those reinfections. N95 and I wore masks. a mask in the rotunda. I wore the mask inside. There you go. And I will have my N95 masks. They're cheap now. You can get them all over. They're reputable. 3M and many other corporations are making these masks. But go out there and put your bodies out there. The one thing that's good about the right Neil, and you know what I'm talking about, they show up. We need to show right. up. We do. And let me tell you, I'm just by chance, this thing, but this hit, this hideosity monstrosity behind me is the Confederate uh, Memorial. So it's, it's, I'm sorry that decent people even have to look at it. And, um, but that's, you know, that's right here on the Capitol. That's right here on the Capitol. And so, you know, this, this, this legacy has never left them. And, and we are back to a time of, uh, of white supremacy erasing the history of, of the civil rights movement, the unions, the gay movements, everything. And we, you really physically have to show up for yourself. And it's not a pleasant message to tell people, you, you know what, these gains aren't secure. And, and you, your future just may involve the, the, the conflict of, of securing your rights and the rights of others. And it's, it's a lousy break, um, but that seems to be increasingly the way it is. Lee. Aquino, a very active activist out of Houston, making the almost 200-mile trip to Austin, Texas, on his own to be in the capital with his sign. Sir, my respect to you, my honor to you, and we all should be doing that. Folks, N95 Mass, let's get our bodies on the line. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Egberto. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Stay the course. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And that that is activism. That is active activism. Just what we need now. Let's see. Alicia says both parties suck. Johnson. All right. Maywood. Uh, let's see. Hey, hey, from Alicia again. Uh, let's keep scrolling down. That's right. AVQ. Medicare for all. Does that also from Ready Temp. Medicare for all. Does that also include the millions of migrant Biden is letting into the America? Uh, again, uh, you know, remember what I say about listening to right-wing TV, right-wing radio, right-wing news? It kind of does something to the mind. It's corrosive to the mind. First of all, if you as an American go to Germany or any other place and you get sick, you will get their Medicare for all just fine, a small bill, etc. That's not true for America, Okay. Now, uh, where it comes to Medicare for All, I want everybody that has their feet on our land to get humane medical care. And guess what? We can afford it. If things cost what they're really worth, we can afford it. It's not dreaming. But you see, the people who oppose things like Medicare for All, they support genocide by health care. Genocide by health care. They, they don't mind a doctor who are not a doctor, a doctor's corporation who makes millions of dollars just to keep people sick or just not to heal people, just to charge them because they're the only one who can do it. But it's hard to teach because there's so much in, so much money invested in misinforming, in enchaining your minds, in enslaving your minds. When they made medical insurance a law, I started seeing new hospitals pop up everywhere. No, new hospitals popped up because, again, oh, let me correct that. First of all, Ready Temp, guess what? Unfortunately, I have to agree with you. Uh, you know, I was about to try to do a, a false defense. 
you're right. When uh, when everybody got Medicare, medic, uh, when everybody had to be insured, they had to build more uh, hospitals to be able to handle the extra volume. Unfortunately, it was all done for profit. If we had taken the profit out of that, we could have done so much more. But that's for another day. But I'm sorry for, for actually taking that for light before, but you're actually very right. That is a discussion we need to have at another date, though, Ready Temp. You're correct on that one. Uh, the duck that quacks, if they have a full-time job after 30 days, yes. Okay, let's continue, 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 continue. Uh, the next big grassroots movement will come October 15, General Strike. I'm with that, brother. Hi, everyone. Great show so far from Rose Williams. Uh, let's see. The duck that quacks says rural hospitals have been closing for the past 10 years. And, you know, all those states that refuse to accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, if the people in rural America knew that because they didn't accept it, it caused their hospitals to close and, in effect, killed many of their citizens because they had further to go for emergency care, because they had further to go for much, we would be able to change it. But our Democrats are not doing the job to go into rural America and say, what we proposed wasn't just for urban America. What we proposed wasn't just for suburban America. What we proposed wasn't just for ex-urban America. It was also for you. That is what we have failed to communicate and we need to. Uh, the, their own party, the party that they constantly vote for, are killing them. I really can't understand why Democrats don't push the PRO Act through Congress, ensure the vote for every citizen. Again, let me tell you something that I was I kind of touched on it with Benjamin Dixon, and it's the following. They don't want... Look, there's a symmetry between what people on the right and people on the left that are all part of the middle class wants, and those are progressive policies, good hospital care, all of that they want. But the right-wing caters in sort of an ideological form to fool the people on the right into believing they don't want it or we can't afford it or it'll cost them more. That's what they have to have them believe. But the people, the guardians of the gates, the centrist Democrats, centrist Republicans, and all the rest of the right, they need to have, they need to make sure that to get progressive policies passed, you have to have supermajority, something that you're not going to get into in the current system so that they can have an excuse to say we have a progressive party, but we can't get certain things passed because we need a supermajority to pass them. And then they have a backup plan. Even if we get supermajorities, we have the courts that will say what the supermajority wants is unconstitutional, which means you have to change a constitutional, which you need another supermajority to change it. Look. We have a lot of work to do. What we have to get done is we have to eliminate all of those who are misleading people. And that's why we have programs like Politics Done Right. That's why we have programs like the Benjamin Dixon Show and, and, and Tell It Like It Is. Or Like It Or Not. That's why we need your support. Please click that join button and support us. We are out there trying to inform people how to stop believing that which enslaves them. That which enslaves their minds and otherwise. So please support us. That's what we need, your support. Uh, Rose Williams says, Here is why the whole discussion about vaccines and masks is confusing. Often the discussion is targeted at adults. However, no child can get a vaccine at 12 years and under. So children are very much at risk. 
especially since the Delta variant tends to be more serious for younger folks. Magic. Uh, now hospitals are all over Southern California scripts. All right, let's continue. Lee Grant says, thank the Lord and Trump <laughs> for the conservative, originalist, strict, constructionist Supreme Court, the only check on progressive spending and governmental outreach. If you really believe that, we're our, whenever we go for coffee, it's not going to be one hour. It's probably going to be five hours for me to start deprogramming the false belief that somehow a right-wing com- uh, uh, Supreme Court is constructionist. But even so, what the hell does that mean? To me, what it means is abiding by a constitution that doesn't mean well for most. But that's for another day. All right, let's see what else we got here. Wonder why 45 didn't take credit for those new hospitals. Well, actually, it's Obamacare that created those new hospitals because there are going to be more people with insurance, more people paying into the system. The government pays in more to the system. There's money for those hospitals. Turn, Turner for Presidente, says Rose William. Let's see what else we got here before we end. Uh, no, 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 not COVID hospitals. That's ignorant comment. Don't tell somebody the comment is too ignorant if it's not because that was not an ignorant comment. Okay, let's see. Courtney says hello to everybody. Daniel Ledo says, wonder what happens if Democrats are against you, Benji. I miss Ben. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, Ben was here with us. I love Ben Dixon. Ben was wonderful. Thanks, Egberto, for bringing his, him here. Daniel Ledo says, LOL, all this for a lie. Nobody's taking anybody's right to vote. No, they're just making it harder to vote, and I think that's what everybody's saying here. All right, Reddit Temp says, why was the Mason... I, I won't read that one. Uh, let's see. Daniel Ledo, Neil should protest by holding his breath until his demands are met. Are you trying to get the guy killed? I don't think you would. All right, Neil should visit the border while he's in Texas and tell us how organized everything is. Much more organized and humane than it was under Trump. But we don't have to tell that. It's about an absolute statement, right? Casey Gibbs, welcome aboard. Sadly, I am not sure the black community is ready to embrace godless progressives, unfortunately. I see it as the same reason so many Latinos were comfortable with patriarchal ideals and distant themselves from even the progressive elected women. This is ingrained in their upbringing. I don't know how to take that comment. I'm not sure. Because, and let me tell you why I don't know how to take it. I don't know where your heart is. But there's much in the comment that you're saying, Casey Gibbs, that is actually right. But I don't want to jump on saying it's right because there's some context that, need, that needs to go with that statement as well. Egberto Johnson is a Tim Black tagline. I know it's like, hey, Johnson, watch his show on occasion. I do, I do, I do. I do watch John, uh, him sometime. In fact, I had him on my show uh, a few uh, last year. Tim Black was on my show last year. Narrative matter in your slinging wordings. Mm. All right. Now, Norman says, the idea that both parties suck does not mean both parties are the same. Both parties do not support an insurrection in our country. Exactly. But the base of both parties are there to protect the plutocracy. Uh, the base of both parties 
are there to protect the plutocracy and are also funded by the plutocracy. And the base of the republic, are, when I say the base, I should mean the, the, the center of both parties are there to protect the plutocracy and, and they all tolerate their, you know, their either, either of their arms. All right, the people who support Medicare for all make money for selling $8 per band. Oh, Lord. Ready? Please continue to watch Politics Done Right. My head hurts. Please continue to watch Politics Done Right because we're going to pick up a whole lot of these things. Tom C. Egberto, how do I talk politics to my 93-year-old wealthy Trump-loving anti-mask, anti-vax neighbor who thinks COVID is a hoax, hates POC, and only cares about himself and his immediate family. Give him some love. Give him some love. Tom C. I could actually talk to him. I'm pretty sure at the end of the conversation, he would first learn to love me individually. And as we talk some more, he love just about everybody. You see, it's hitting the right nerve, Tom. It's hitting the right nerve. And we all have it. All of us. I have it. How did I, how did I learn to love the extremes? How could somebody like Daniel Ledo insult me day after, day in and day out? How can he call me whatever and whatever? And I genuinely still love the guy. It takes a nerve. You have to hit the right key. You have to hit the right logic, and then it happens. And then it is at the point where no, the, nobody can really get to you because you understand the functioning of their psyche. That's where it's all at. All right, let's see. Originally, sorry, I'm not I'll leave that one for another time. Uh, let's see. Egberto, your civility toward many of us here is breathtaking, and I hope it'll rub off. My, my honest hope is that we get there. Oh, wow, it's late. Guys, I can't get to all the questions. It's, it's 4.01. I, did, I lost my time, guys. Hey, look, thank you guys for all being here. Love you all. Please remember, click that join button on, on YouTube. Become a part of or help us do what we do. We can make a difference. We are making a difference. So please go ahead and become a part of our posse. Click that join button on YouTube or go to politicsunright.com slash support. Politicsunright.com slash support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.